says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I'll fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, uh, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal needed and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the, the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Look here. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Amen. It says, that At the time appointed I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Jason, won't you pray for the service? Amen. Father, Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you've given us today, Lord, on a beautiful day, Lord, I believe you've already prepared our hearts for this, Lord, we're about to hear, Lord. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for Lord, your love, your mercy, your grace, your faithfulness upon us. And Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just, just meet with us, Lord, in the very short time that we have, Father, just here this morning, Lord. I pray the touch of heaven will be upon the service. Thank you for the singing, Lord. Thank you for the songs, Lord, the songs of truth. But Father, I pray right now, Lord, you would just be the pastor, Lord. I appreciate you giving the strength. Father, I appreciate you giving the mindset, the thoughts, Lord, that, Lord, you've given him throughout the, his study time this week, Lord. I pray, Lord, you'll help him deliver this message, Lord, and Father, where we can understand it, Lord, we can apply it to our lives. Fill him with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Give him the liberty, Lord, that he needs, Lord, to be able to get the thought across, Father. Lord, I pray you put a hush upon the children, Lord. I pray that we be attentive. Lord, what we hear here this morning, Father, I pray that we just don't only hear it and forget it, Father, but we apply it to our lives. It sticks within us and within our hearts. Lord, something that draws us closer to you to be a vessel unto honor unto your word. Father, we love you. We thank you. We'll give you all the praise and the glory this morning. In Jesus' name.
Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Jason. Look back at verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm trying to hold this thing together. I know that's what God wants me to preach, but I want to get through this. This week when God did what he did, this past week, Lord help me, help me God. And I got the email. Where the realtor said, well, we know you offered 130. We're afraid the land is more worth more than that, but we will take 140 for the land. And that's exactly what we wanted to pay for the land. Amen. I'm glad it was during the day at the hotel because I'd made it back to my room by then and I had a shouting fit in that hotel room. And all I get to think about was this right here. There's nothing too hard for God. Amen. That's right. Amen. And even though Sarah chuckled, we know in the passage here how Sarah, she thought, are you kidding me? There have been, I know probably people that have chuckled at the thought of us be able to get land and do what we want to do and others have thought there's no way but nothing is too hard Amen. for our God. Amen. Amen. And um, boy I'll go think about what's that right there that verse. I just thank God six years. Hey God's timing's not our timing. Had God have given us what we wanted right away, we'd be a mess right now. You're right. But God divinely purged. But God also divinely brought exactly who he wants and desires to do the work God's getting ready to do at this church. And I've been thinking, and I know we've been preaching on the attributes of God. And I thought I was going to begin to transition into the power of God, an attribute that I want to begin to look at, but God could not let me get away <laughs> from the thought of how faithful he is. We've been looking about a faithful God. We serve a God who's tried and proven. We serve a God who cannot fail. And Listen, we need to understand that. Why? There will be times we'll face things, circumstances, that are well above and bigger than what we can handle. We've all been there. You think now maybe there's something, and it may not be in your life right now, but the most weighing circumstance that maybe you're, you're faced with right now, and it could very well be there's something that just weighs upon you. There's nothing wrong with it. We face those times. But then you, you, you look at the question in verse 14, 
And then we have to ask ourselves, what is our answer to the question? And depending on how we answer that question means everything else. How we're going to be and how we're going to live and what we're going to do, it means a whole lot. But you know the answer to the question. And it just so happens that today that with all that God's doing, we very much so have lived the answer to the question at Old Pass Baptist Church. God's provided land. God's not finished. Right. Amen. Amen. I sat, my weeks rolled together, my days rolled together, I've got so much going on. I sat in the office of the lender. We'd gotten the letter and he looks at me and he had looked at a few things and he says, typically, he said, when a church comes to purchase land and build a building, typically, they're an older church. And typically, there's 100 to 150 people in that church. Typically, it's those type of churches that are requesting for land in, in a building. But you're not that. And I said, no, but we got a God Amen. who is faithful. Amen. And, and, and he, he began to ask questions, and he said, listen, well, you know, there's some things there, and praise God, I uh, had some conversations with him, and, you know, he said it'd be good. To, you know, I said, you, you don't understand. We're not just typical here, praise God. We're, God's doing something great. And he said, well, I, there are people that have pledged certain things. He said, well, we've we, we got to get past the, the, the stage of pledging. We, we really didn't know what people can give. Well, okay, that was on Friday. And guess what? On uh, that very same day, I talked to Preacher Norris. This was a week ago. And called the lender back. He said, by the way, you talked about people pledging. Well, we got $20,000, praise God. And he's quiet on the other end. I said, are you there? That's wonderful, he said. I said, hey, God's working. Amen. I just kept saying, God's in this. God's in this. I sat down as his office this past week. Guess what? We got $5,000 more. He said, that's fantastic. I said, I know it is. God's working. God's working. God's working. By the way, hey, by the way, we, 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 we want this land, and, 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 and here's why. I want you to know, he says, well, what are your plans? What, what is, do you have a proposed budget for after? I said, no. Hey, do, do, you, do you have, do you, well, what do you have as far as is, is, is when the year after? I said, well, we're just going to trust God. Give me a year. We've got some things we're praying about, some things that we can do. Give us a year. Just give us, give us some money. He says, you know, if I, if, if, if I, if I give in, there's a lot of questions. What, what happens if you die? I said, God will take care of it. He says, I know, but I, now you're dealing with the world. I understand that. He said, trust me. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that y'all are going to get this done. That's what he's saying. Now, this is a man that well, discusses God typically. Now he's saying there's no doubt in my mind. But there's some things that we have to go through. There's some things that we have to do. I said, okay, fine, whatever, it's fine. I just want you to know, hey, this is how it's going to go. God's going to keep providing. We got people that's going to come put up. He says, oh, put up a building. I said, put up a building. What do you mean put up a building? I said, well, we're going to get the building. And my pastor, our pastor, our, our sending church is going to come and bring a crew. And they're going to put a building in four to five days. He says, a 50 by 100 building in four to five days. I said, that's right. Wow. 
he says. And the whole time I'm saying in my mind and at times I would tell him, we serve a God that's faithful. Amen. Amen. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. Nothing is too hard for God. He said, I don't even know the congregation. I don't know the people. I said, you need to come to church. He sat back in his chair, straightened his tie up. I said, I tell you what you need to do. You need to come meet the people. And I said, and when we have that first service in that building that you've lent this money to, that we're going to pay you, I said, you need to be there in that service. He says, I'm coming. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, we don't know who and what lives that we're going to be able to touch through God doing what God's doing with this work. Amen. But I know this, nothing's too hard for God. Amen. Nothing is too hard for God. Even in our text, and I know we understand this, the circumstances with, 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 with the question, and I know it was rhetorical here. God is basically putting a point, but, but he asked this question. But you have to understand, I want to do this just for a moment, and I know I need to pick, up, pick it up, but, but I want to lay some groundwork, okay? I want us to go back and look at this because I really want to drive it home. We get, we, I feel like we get in right there, but I want to just take some things from the Word of God. The, the, this question that's being put forth, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to chapter 15 just for a second. Let's go back to chapter 15 in Genesis. And look at verse 1. It says, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram, in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Now God is dealing with Abraham, which we see Abram, he changes his name later, about the fact that through the seed of Abraham, all of those things we know how out of that, when we know the history of this and what God's doing. But at this point, Abraham's going, I have not a son for the, the successor of my son to go forward. He then says in verse 5, He brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. God's saying, Listen, Abraham, I'm going to take care of this thing. I'm going to take care of it. Now fast forward to chapter 17. Chapter 17, it says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine. Now listen, years have gone by. God promised him, you'll have a son. Through that, we go, we, all the generations, we understand all that. Now time has went on by. That had not happened. 
When Abram was 90 years old, 90 and 90 years old, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Uh, not yet, but God's promising. Okay, God's promising. Now you go to 18, where we were in our text. And here, here, here Abraham, once again, what, what happens, they're, 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 they're laughing. Why are they laughing? Verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. She had gotten past that, that I guess you could say, uh, typical childbearing age. And humanly speaking, it would be impossible for Sarah to bear a child at this point. Right? right. I, I mean, when you look at it, at first Abraham laughed at the idea, then Sarah laughed at the idea. But guess what the Lord says in verse 14? Hold on. Is anything too hard for me? And the answer is no. And what do we know? She brought forth a son. Right. And they called him Isaac. Amen. Amen. And out of that, everything took place that God promised. Amen. Amen. What a Savior. Amen. So when you go back and you and you, you you what I asked you before is take any circumstance in your life, whether there's something weighing now or something that maybe you've been through, the answer to your question is, is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Now I'm gonna preach on that. I'm gonna preach on this just for a little bit of time. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Now I'm gonna give you just some examples, really just four examples of just things that we know but we need to be reminded of about the faithfulness of our God. Because listen to me, right now, and listen, we need to soak it up. We need to soak it. And I told Chris the other day, I don't, want the, I don't want this ball to stop rolling, praise God. God is on a roll, hallelujah. Amen. We need to keep it before us. We need to be reminding ourselves of that. Praise God, we need to just keep on and let that thing, but listen, even we get in that new building and hey, we're seeing souls come to Christ. We're doing a work for the Lord. There, hey, the devil will fight. There are things that are going to happen, but we must come back to days like right now and be mindful of the fact no matter what comes before us, there's nothing too hard for God. That's right. We must remind ourselves of that. Amen. Number one, there's no promise too hard for the Lord He can't fulfill. There isn't. Now my mind, my mind will serve me right. I'll try to quote these to you to save us some time, but in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, some of you know it, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Psalm 1, 1 through 3, Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper, praise God. Amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you that labor heaven laden, and I'll give you what? Rest, praise God. Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Right. Get it right with God first before you try to get anything else right. Amen. 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 Promise, promise, promise. James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, it shall be given unto him. Wisdom. 
that we need, that all need. Romans 10, 9 and 10, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him to the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto the righteous, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hey, praise God, promise. Listen, promise. The, it, it says in, in, in some studying up to 30,000 promises are in this Bible. 30,000. Just, just a few. And listen to me. Every single one of them is absolutely sure. Every single one of them you can believe upon. Because why? We serve a God who is faithful. We serve a God where, there, listen, there's no promise he has made that is too hard for him. In Numbers chapter 23, just I want you to go there real quick. Uh, if, if I lose you, I'm going to march on with it because I've got some passages. I want to roll through this. But in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, if you can get there, get there. If not, just listen. It says this in verse 19 of 23, chapter 23 in Numbers, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent, hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? We serve a God who cannot fail. We serve a God who will not fail. We serve a God who is forever faithful. We serve a God that there's no promise he has made in this Bible. He cannot bring forth. Amen. We need to just simply be reminded of that and trust in the Lord. Amen. Every promise God has ever made, He will fulfill. Joshua, he promised that what? The wall of Jericho would fall down, didn't he? If that didn't amazing enough, he also promised that what would he do to Rahab and her family? He would spare them. Where would she dwell? On the wall. Praise God that he not just flattened the wall, but he spared them in flattening the wall, Brother Jason. Amen. I'm telling you right now, we serve, there ain't nothing too hard for God. Amen. Amen. Hey, praise God. You just look at those, those examples in the Bible. He promised Mary she'd bring forth a son. She's a virgin. Praise God. Jesus Christ coming to this earth. Virgin born. Amen. In our text, Abraham and Sarah, hey, 90 and 100 years old, brought forth a son in Isaac. I'm telling you, there's nothing too hard for God. And the very God of those things is our God. Amen. At this church, in our life. Amen. We need not forget that. We need to be reminded, listen, there's no promise too hard for God to fulfill. Here's my second one. Roll through them. There's no prayer too hard for the Lord to answer. And whatsoever you shall believe, asking all things, he shall answer it. He shall answer it. Matthew 21, 22. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me and I answer and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Psalm 34, 8, Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good, blesses the man that trusts in him. Well, it became a prayer verse for me, I'm telling you right now. Listen, I can tell you all day long, but I'm telling you, when you, hey, there's nothing like getting on your knees and calling out to God, and God answers that prayer. I'm telling you, it'll build your faith, praise God. If your faith, listen, you're, everyone in this church, our faith ought to be built, amen. Right. Your faith ought to be stronger today than it was yesterday. Hey, with what God's doing at this church, praise God. Hey, it's times like that your faith is built. Why? Because he's forever faithful. There's not a prayer. Listen, there's not a prayer too hard that God can't answer. In Matthew chapter 17, and for the sake of time, we're not going to turn there. I was going to have you turn there. But remember when he healed that, that man, brought his son that was demonic, and he brought him to the disciples, and they couldn't heal him. They brought him to Jesus, and then, and then uh, Jesus healed him. And then the disciples said, why could we not do that? And he said, if you had but faith like a mustard seed. Right. 
He's talking about putting his faith in the fact that, listen, and in every circumstance of our life, he invites us to pray. Do you realize no matter what we're going to face, God says, call unto me. I'm here for you. I'm your father. I care about you. There's nothing too hard for me to do. We need to just simply utilize the resource we have in the blessing of prayer. Amen. Why? There's not a prayer too hard God can't answer. Amen. That's right. Now listen, Brother John mentioned, I'm glad he did, in Sunday school when something I'm going to continue to mention. I think it's important. Listen, you need to pray within the will of God. Here's what's happening today with people all over. People think, well, they can just pray. Number one, if you've got sin in your heart between you and God, he ain't going to hear your prayer. If you're lost, hey, listen, the first prayer he's ever going to hear, for people talk about, well, I call on God, I pray to God. If, you ain't called on, if you're lost and you ain't called on God to save your soul, listen, it ain't getting further than the roof of the building. You need to repent of your sin and call on God, amen. But listen to me, as a child of God who, who is striving to, to be right and to live right according to God, Jesus Christ made a way that we could come before the presence of God through prayer, amen. Hey, praise God we can do that and come humbly, but it says also that we can come before Him, praise God, and trust that God's going to hear and answer our prayers according to His will. We pray too selfishly. Listen, whenever you see those things in the Bible where God talks about answering prayer, answering prayer, answering prayer, and I'll answer, whatsoever you shall ask, according to thy will, according to thy will, whatsoever you shall ask, desire, and you shall receive. What does it mean by that? He means according to the very will that, hey, all glory and honor comes to God. Everything we do is for the glory and honor of God. So we pray it ought to be, it ought to be for the glory and honor of the Lord, amen. That's why we can lay hold of the, of, of the horns of the altar, I like to say, like those Old Testament people would do, hey, and pray to Him about this church, hey, because with everything in that, it ought to bring glory and honor to God. There's nothing about what we was praying for that God would not receive the glory and the honor in, amen. Amen. That's why God ain't in these people talking about, well, if I just win the lottery, God ain't going to answer your prayer. God ain't in none of that garbage. Amen. Listen, hey, within the will of God that will bring glory and honor to God, our Father, which art in heaven. When they said, teach us how to pray, he gave, the, he gave that prayer, the model prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Now listen, hey, we know that vain repetition uh, doesn't please God, but repetition uh, is not bad with God. Amen. And understand something, he's our Father. Amen. And we need to be praying that his will be accomplished in our life and through our life according to his will on this earth. Amen. And if you can pray that way, lay hope to the horns of the altar and call upon him until it happens. Amen. Within the will of God, there's not a prayer too hard. God cannot answer. Amen. Amen. You think about what happened with Abraham and Sarah. Biologically, listen, it was impossible. Praise God, he said it and he fulfilled it. Amen. Their desire, their prayer was answered. Listen, humanly speaking, for Abraham's, uh, you, you, you think about for him and for Sarah to have that child, but God did that. You go to chapter 24. Remember what, uh, after Isaac had grown and uh, you had his servant going out, what did his servant do? He said, go find me a bride for Isaac. And his servant said, oh, Lord God, you've got to help me with this. But what did God do? He steered him directly. Amen. 
and got him a bride for Isaac. He steered him all the way through, amen. God answered his prayer, amen. He's able to, hey, bring Rebekah to him, hallelujah. And hey, he had that prayer answered. 1 Kings chapter 18, I'm just going to give you these quick. How hard, humanly speaking, do you think it was for that fire to fall from heaven and to, to, to burn up that altar that, that Elijah had soaked down with water? But when Elijah prayed, it wasn't too hard. Nothing's too hard for God. There's not a promise too hard for God he can't keep. There's not a prayer too hard for God that he cannot answer. And listen, here's the third thing. There's not a problem too hard for the Lord he can't solve. Most time, here's what happens when a problem arises. We try to fix it ourselves. That's why we struggle. That's why, that's why we fail. It's not God. But it's us trying to get in the way. We just need to trust the Lord and get out of the way and let God take care of it. Amen. You may have a problem. Listen, you've been trying to solve on your own. Well, if I could do this or I've got to do this or this is that. Listen, hey, and, and you failed at it and it's not working out. You know what? It probably isn't going to continue to work out until you get out of the way and let God work. Amen. Let God work in that thing. You need to ask the Lord for help. You, you, need, you need to simply trust in God. That could be for salvation. That could be for, for anything. We went to the jail Friday. Christian and I were able to go in and go into the pods. In one of the pods, we had some real good visits. In one of the pods, they were still doing their cleanup, and so they were locked up. But they said, you can go around to the doors, and, and you, you can knock on the door and talk to the kids. And one young boy that was in there last month, and he was from a local church in this area, and just a smart aleck, just, you know, trying to, you know, knew, knew enough to be dangerous and uh, just try to be disruptive and everything. Well, when we came in and we were going through, he immediately ran to the door. His little windows about like that. You could see him, and I could see his face, and I really wanted to talk to him again and saw him. We went over there. He's going to court tomorrow. He's facing probably three years. At, I think it was about three years. He said to, probably it looks like that's about the easiest He's going to get. going to be sent off. There's no more games and clowning around at this point. But that didn't bother him near as bad as his eternal soul. And he can't get over the fact, and I was talking to him, and he, ta he, he, he talks about this thing about uh, being demon-possessed. He, he, he believed, foolish enough to believe, that a child of God could be possessed by a demon. I tried to take him and share with him about how he talked about Mary Magdalene and how all of that stuff, I'm not going to get into that now, but biblically I, I tried to take him the Word of God and show him those things. But here, here's the problem. The boy was told way back, yonder ago, in this area, easy believism, say this prayer, you'll be saved. He is full of the devil. He is living for the devil and thinks he's saved. And in, it's what I preached on Thursday night. Pride keeps him from humbling himself to saying, maybe I'm not. He keeps hanging on to it. And I said, son, I'm going to tell you something you may not like, but you'll not save if you're not changed. Right. If you hadn't been changed, then you're not saved. And I'm telling you, that's not popular preaching today because all they're concerned about is getting people to say a little prayer, write down a prayer card, get them to give them an offering plate. They don't care how they come to church, how they look and what they do. Just let them come to the church. We'll build buildings. Hey, we'll build a name for ourselves. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people going to go to hell because of these preachers that have given them this easy believism garbage and it's all about a prayer. It's more than that, amen. It's more, salvation is more than the Romans road. Amen. 
But they've, they've, they've whittled it down to from some four-step system so then I can say, I brought somebody to Christ. Listen, we do nothing other than be used as a vessel to allow for the power of the Holy Spirit of God to work and the power of God's Word that some may come under the conviction to be born into the family of God. You say, well, what, 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 is, what is the problem? That boy's got a terrible problem. But even in the state that that child is at, hey, there's no problem too hard for the Lord. And here's what I left him with. I said, son, when I'm done with you, you go over to your uh, uh, bed, little there, the thing that he's got to lay on. I said, you get on your face before God and you plead with God Almighty that either he rids you of this that you're struggling with or that he save your soul. He'll do one of the two. If you're serious about it, he'll do one of the two. There's not a problem too hard God can't solve. But we've got to trust him. Listen, there are people, they think they're going to heaven because of themselves, what they've done. Not going to make it that way. And they're going to struggle. It has nothing to do with us. Listen, we could have looked at our situation with this church and what God's doing here. But listen, when we, when we had that first piece of land, and boy, I felt like it was just stolen right from underneath of us. Thank God the Lord allowed for that. He had something greater and better. We've got more land, better land, praise God, than we ever could have had it on the other piece. Amen. Thank God for unanswered prayer. Amen. But it wasn't that he unanswered it because we got on our knees here on a Wednesday night and we prayed as hard as we could. If it be thy will, give us that land. And before we left this building, God had answered I got a phone call amen and they said the land's been sold I'm telling you right now thank God that he hears and answers prayer amen there are times all through the word of God that by his prayer the problem was solved it had not have been by that it would not have been solved there are going to be times in our life that listen it's only going to be by the power of God your problems going to get solved that boy that's in that jail cell, only by the power of God and him, him finally humbling himself to a state to completely let go and trust in God will his problem get solved. It's only going to be then. He, he cannot, Brother David, he cannot sleep. He cannot figure it out. He struggles. But until he'll humble himself to a state to finally say, God, show me and reveal to me, if he'll simply let go and give it to God, then and only then can God take care of him. And it's going to take the power of God, not the power of him. He can't figure it out. He's going to have to give it to God. And sometimes there's some things in our life, that's the way it has to be with us. Amen? There's no problem too hard for the Lord to solve. But you're going to have to be willing to let him work. Amen. In Exodus, when they went through that Red Sea, you think they could have done that? You think Moses could have done it on his own? Ain't no way, but only by the power of God did they walk across on dry land. When he solved the problem of the bit of water, when hey, he got the water out of the rock for him, when he stilled the storm, he fed the 5,000 plus, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, only by the power of the Lord could all those things take place. There's nothing too hard the Lord can't take care of. He's forever faithful. He's the same God today. We need to understand that. We need not forget that. Listen to me. God's building monuments in this church. Monuments. I go back to Joshua and in Joshua chapter 4 for the, like I said for the sake of time I'm not going to do this you can read this but, but in Joshua chapter 4 when they came across and they built the monuments they said why, why are we doing this and he said because when your children come by and others come by you can take them to that monument and you can tell them what great things I have done for you 
Brother David, God is laying some monuments for this church that we need never forget. Amen. Amen. Hey, I, I'm talking little Caitlin. Praise God. That you can walk her up when she's a little girl into our church on that land and say, Honey, let me tell you, hey, drive her by this building, praise God. And say, You see that little building there? That's where we were. Do you see where we worship God now? Let Daddy tell you. Let Daddy tell you what God did. I'm telling you right now, praise God, just like those monuments that were set and that monument that was set when they crossed the Jordan, Brandon, I'm telling you, He's building some monuments in our lives that you can take your children, praise God. God, you can take some family, amen, and say, let me show you this monument. Let me explain to you what God did. He is alive. He is real. He does answer prayer, amen. I'm telling you, we need to grab hold of that, amen. And never forget it, amen. For the sake of ourselves, for the sake of others, for the sake of our children, we serve a God who's able. There's no promise too hard for him he can't fulfill. There's no problem too hard that he can't solve. There's no prayer too hard that he can't answer. And there's no person too hard he can't save. Hebrews chapter 7. Turn to Hebrews chapter 7 and we'll be done. Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Thank God that verse is still true. That's a promise. Amen? Thank God that verse is still true today. Amen? Thank God. Salvation is for everyone. God invites all, A-double-L, to come and take of the living water. Amen. To drink of the living water. It's his desire. He, he, does, not, he does not desire that, that any should perish, the Bible tells us. And he is powerful enough to save anyone who will believe you can have it. You can have salvation. It's a, for whosoever will that are willing to repent and give their heart and their life to Jesus and put their faith in the one that died for them. But it is up to the individual to accept it or to reject it. See, God's not limited. No one's going to not get saved because of God. They're going to not get saved because of themselves. Amen? He is forever faithful. He, listen, there, there's not, listen, there's not one out there that he did not die for. Amen. We seem to think of, take people like Adolf Hitler and he was a horrible man, but we think of people like Adolf Hitler. Jesus died for him as much as he died for you. And he was a wicked man. And here's what people do today. They want to play God. Well, I'm not like Adolf Hitler. Well, if you're not saved, you are. Amen. Your, your, filthy, your filthiness of sin. Listen, God is, hey, he's not a respecter of that sin. Let me tell you what, sin is sin. If you're without Jesus, you're going to die and go to hell. 
And there's not no one God can't save, but it's going to be up to you to receive it or reject it. So we serve an all-powerful God. But listen to me. You have to understand that invitation that, that God can save for whosoever will, the fact of the matter in that is you're going to have to come to a point where you yourself either receive him or reject him. God's not going to force that upon anybody. But it doesn't take away the fact that we serve a God who is able to save. Amen. He's faithful. He's faithful. What a mighty God we serve, church. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we sing that song. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. We serve a mighty God. Listen, if it begins to get warm to you right now for what God has done, we're in trouble. It ought to still be fire burning hot on what God's done. That makes sense? I should have got some more than that, I'm afraid. Maybe I'm looking for something more, but I, I'm, I, I hope you're on the same page as me. What God has done in the last two weeks for this church, if it's become the warm down for you, you need to get to the altar. Amen. There's nothing too hard for God. He showed us that. Listen, we've got some other things for God to do. There's nothing too hard for our God. Amen. I'm telling you, this world needs to see that today. Amen. We serve a mighty God. What I want you to see this morning, we need not forget it. We need not forget it. Verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? So we looked at the question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. We've gotten the answers. We need not forget it. There's no promise too hard the Lord cannot fulfill. Don't forget that, church. Because trust me, there's going to come some days in our church we're going to have to be reminded of that. On the land God's given us, in the building God's going to provide, with all of the blessing we've experienced, there's going to come some time. There's going to come some fights. There's going to come some times. There's going to come some trials that we're going to have to remind ourselves there's no promise that the Lord's given us in this Bible He can't fulfill. Amen. There's no prayer too hard the Lord can't answer. We need to be mindful of that. Amen. Amen. Listen to me. There, there's no, listen, there's no problem too hard the Lord can't solve. We're going to have to be reminded of that in our life. Even with all that God is doing, we're going to have to be reminded. These are the attributes of a faithful God. The characteristics of our faithful God. There's no person too hard the Lord can't save. It's for whosoever will. They just have to be desiring to receive Him. The one who gave His life for them. Listen, we got to go tell them. we got to preach it. we got to share it. We need to be unashamed. Amen. Because listen, if they are going to come, God wouldn't have told us to go. But He's told us to go. And listen, that's, that's family. That's friends, that's neighbors, co-workers, 
that's just that's that's going to these places we go and and, and want to go to that's getting involved to let people know we serve Almighty God. The very God of this Bible that we're reading these tremendous stories is our God too. Amen. And there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Ben.